ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you. Once you find one you like, you can then book an appointment with them online instantly. In ZocDoc, there are tens of thousands of doctors, and each one comes with real reviews from real patients. Go to ZocDoc.com 20K and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then, find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc.com 20K. ZocDoc.com 20K. From DeFacto Sound, you're listening to 20,000 Hertz, the stories behind the world's most recognizable and interesting sounds. I'm Dallas Taylor. This is the story of how audio can be key to solving a crime. Malaysian 370 standby and Malaysian 6 is cleared to Frankfurt via Agosa Alpha departure, 6,000 feet squawk 2106. Forensic audio is the use of audio evidence in the investigation of a crime or for use in a court of law. And the clip you just heard was from Malaysia Airlines Flight 370, the one that went missing in March 2014, somewhere near the southern Indian Ocean. Investigators found some debris in January 2017 that they have identified as being part of the plane. But to this day, no one really knows what happened. When these final recordings between the pilots of the missing Malaysian jet and their air traffic controllers were released and appeared to have been edited, NBC News turned to Kent Gibson for analysis. I'm a forensic audio and video examiner, and I've been in the business about 30 years. I do authentication, which is, is this recording edited or inauthentic in any way? He determined that the audio had been edited in at least three places. Listen carefully to the following clips for words that have been cut off. He was also convinced that this section had been recorded through a speaker or microphone. The tape may have come from multiple sources. Listen to it back-to-back with another section of the tape. Via Agosa Alpha Departure, 6,000 feet squawk 2106. To Frankfurt, Agosa Alpha Departure, 6,000 feet squawk 2106, Malaysian 6. And now the part that sounds like it was recorded through a speaker. It's entirely possible that this is either a case of the Malaysian authorities editing the tape because parts of it contain information that the government didn't want shared with the world, or the tape was poorly put together from multiple recordings of the same thing. Regardless, maybe this evidence, along with other findings, will someday help add to the bigger picture of the case. Kent does a lot of authentication cases like this one. Some of this work relies on tech and some on good old-fashioned listening. There are a lot of software ways. There are a lot of critical listening ways for non-sequiturs and split words. There is some new issues with authentication in that there are some techniques and some editing systems where you can't really detect an edit. So these days you can't really say, 
I guarantee you there are no edits here. You, all you can say is, I don't hear any edits there. You can say there is an edit right here, then it's not authentic. So then you're clear on that issue. But the opposite is not the case. If you ever hear a half a word, it's pretty clear that's an edit because it's really hard for a human voice to make half a word. Another important service Kent provides is enhancement. Enhancement is probably 50% of what most forensic audio people do, making things understandable that are not understandable. Like this recording of a bribery sting with a television blaring in the background. Let's get they the make a simple parts, change to their cars to switch to ethanol grown from their own crops. And it's 33% cheaper than gas. Now with Proposition 87, He managed to get a copy of the television broadcast on its own. And then using that clean audio, he could then eliminate it from the recording. You know that he'll be... He has to get to his parts. And then once he gets to bed, we'll turn over the gas. Well, that's a very generous offer. Very good. So when was that in? I tell you what we can do. We can give you 10% five. How exactly does he do that? By now, I have a whole array of software. The, you know, it's filters, it's limiters, it's different kinds of filters that are very specific that try to remove background noise. You sample a recording, and it learns the background noise, and then you output it at the end, and the output is theoretically the voice without the background noise. Here are two of those clips, back to back. Their own crops, and it's 33% cheaper than gas. Now with Proposition 87, California can lead the way to our own energy. Well, that's a very generous offer. Very generous. So when would that end? I tell you what we can do. We can give you 10% five. But this doesn't work for everything. So sometimes Kent and others who do this kind of work have to manage expectations. Especially with digital distortion and digital corruption, My famous line is, not every file can be enhanced. But plenty of recordings can be enhanced. Or with a little bit of pre-planning, investigators can set up their own recordings to catch conversations between people they're holding in jail. Sometimes the CI, who's the confidential informant, wears a wire. But in this case, there was a grate, air conditioning grate, in the cell and they put the recorder behind the grate and then put the two guys in there and they talked to each other. And basically they were claiming they didn't even know each other. And we got them saying, where'd you hide the gun? So basically it was clear that they were both in cahoots. A quick aside here about recording conversations. In California, it's legal to record someone without their knowledge if it could provide evidence of a crime, unless they are somewhere where it's posted that they're being recorded, like in a jail or a prison. This law varies from state to state. Back to Kent. I've done a lot of those. Basically, for you can whisper for only about 20 minutes. Then after you're whispering for 20 minutes, you start talking with tonality in it. No matter how hard you try, you start speaking in something that can be understandable. Kent worked with one local jurisdiction to take this idea a step further in their holding room. Every jail has a room where people are admitted. They're arrested and they're put in this holding room while other things happen. I had them install this fan in that room, which was very noisy, but only in the low frequencies. So it was like a rumble, rumble, rumble. So we could record people in there and they hear this noise in the air so they don't think they can be heard, but 
we would record the noise and then take out the rumble and hear exactly what they were saying. That takes preparation. Sometimes you can do that when there's a fan in there anyway, but we were pretty sharp, I thought, to install things to make it easier for me to do my work. We don't have the exact same gear that Kent does, but we are able to reduce a consistent noise. So we tried this in the studio. Now let's hear that again with the sound of the fan reduced. This can be done fairly easily if the sound is consistent, because the software can identify just those frequencies and reduce them. It's much more difficult to reduce sounds that change frequently, like a car engine, or other people talking. Part of what makes it difficult to remove voices, the individual and unpredictable movement of the sound, is what makes it possible to identify them. Everyone uses their voices in different ways, and that, coupled with the actual vibrations of the vocal cords, can be really unique. I do a lot of voice identification, which is this voice is the same as that voice. You know, the the person uh, on this recording is the same as the one over there. Kent used this analysis during the Trayvon Martin case in 2012. I wasn't the head guy, but I was one of them. And it was voice identification, and, and basically, my findings were different from the one that they had. Find out how, and go behind the scenes of another famous case, next. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. For me, the hardest part of hiring is narrowing down the search. And that's where Indeed can help. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million visitors every month. That makes it the world's largest platform for finding skilled staff. In fact, during the time it'll take me to read this ad, 23 people will have been hired on Indeed. Whenever we list a job, we get a lot of applications. So many of them are from brilliant and talented people. But it can be really hard to have those applications rise to the top. With Indeed's smart matching engine, that process becomes a lot easier. And over time, the matching engine learns your preferences. The more you use it, the more efficient it becomes. According to a recent Indeed survey, 93% of employers said that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. Right now, our listeners can get a $75 sponsored job credit at Indeed.com slash Hertz. That's Indeed.com slash H-E-R-T-Z. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Indeed. 
Kent Gibson analyzes audio for criminal and civil cases. And when he was consulted by the media about a 911 call in the Trayvon Martin case, his opinion was different than the one presented by another expert in court. I get a lot of calls from news. News will come in and say, there's this case and is that true? And I will often give them an opinion, but it's not necessarily for the legal counsel for that particular person. The man charged with Martin's murder, George Zimmerman, claimed self-defense. And one piece of evidence was a 911 call placed by a concerned neighbor. There was shouting in the background, but there was debate over whether it was Martin or Zimmerman. It used to be that it was done by spectrograms and formants. Basically, if you record a voice and look at it on a spectrogram, there are these horizontal bars in the spectrogram, and they're called formants, and they represent the vocal folds. Your voice will have a specific characteristic of its formants that no other voice will have, in theory. It used to be we had to have an exemplar, which is, you know, a recording of the person in question saying the same words. So if the guy said certain thing, you had to get a recording of the exemplar saying the exact same words. But now software is able to separate the vowels so we can do it with any words, just using vowels. That means that now they can use any sample of the suspect's voice to see if it's a match. This new technology is pretty amazing, but it still isn't perfect. You have to have 11 seconds at least of the test, and then you get an exemplar. And then you run it through this very expensive and highfalutin software that gives you a return on whether or not the program thinks it's the same person. And it's always in a percentage. And in forensics and most things like that, it's never 100%. You know, it's all often much lower percentage. And you have to know what the benchmarks are to be able to say, this is this, this is not that. It was a news source who wanted me to opine about whether or not the voice that was recorded was Trayvon's voice. Some other forensic person had opined that it was his voice. And my opinion was that it wasn't enough of the recording to make that determination. So it wasn't that it was contrary. It was just because it's not enough information. Who was yelling paints a dramatically different picture of what happened. If it was Zimmerman yelling, was it because he was in fear for his life? Or was it Martin yelling because he was being threatened by a strange man who had been following him with a gun? All we know for sure is that Trayvon Martin was shot dead by George Zimmerman, and Zimmerman was acquitted of the murder after he claimed self-defense. Sometimes it's more difficult to get at the truth, and others, it's a little easier. I ended up doing one that's for uh, Oksana Grigorieva, who was the girlfriend of Mel Gibson. And as we've heard about Mr. Gibson, he was not good at controlling his anger. And so he was calling her to tell her to watch out that he was going to do her in. And he would call and threaten her with a lot of different things. She had recorded some of these phone calls and presented them along with voice messages as evidence of Mel Gibson's physical and verbal abuse in criminal court. I was hired on that case to show that A, it was Mel Gibson's voice, and B, it was not edited. So they did not make an inauthentic file putting together the threats. I can't play this example for you. Even if it weren't exclusively owned by Radar Online, the language is very offensive. If we prove that it was him and that it was not edited, then clearly he did it. 
once my testimony came out, he gave up. You know, he said, okay, can't refute that. Mel Gibson pled guilty to misdemeanor battery. He didn't serve any jail time. Got a lot of cases from famous celebrities and famous politicians where it's very classified and you can't tell who it was. And the first time you let leak something like that is going to be your last job. So it's like being an accountant. You can't mess up. Forensic audio is an imperfect science, but a necessary one. And people like Kent take that job very seriously as they lend their expertise and software to court cases around the world. Twenty Thousand Hertz is presented by DeFacto Sound, a sound team dedicated to making the world sound better. Whether it's a commercial, television show, web video, trailer, video game, documentary, VR, or even physical products, DeFacto makes it sound insanely cool. Check out prior work and get in touch at defactosound.com. This episode was produced by Mylan Fitzwater Barrows. And me, Dallas Taylor. With help from Sam Sneebly. It was mixed by Jai Berger. Thanks to Kent Gibson. Check out his website at forensicaudio.org to find more incredible examples. Our soundtrack is from our friends at Musicbed, who offer a highly curated catalog from great indie artists and composers. Like what you hear? Listen to all of the songs from our show and even license them for your own projects at music.20k.org. As soon as this podcast is over, go connect with us on Twitter or Facebook. And if you have a few minutes, say hello. Also, while you're at it, tell a friend about the show. If you have any show suggestions, partnership opportunities, or if you'd like to advertise on the show, reach out through our website at 20k.org. You can find all of these links on our website or in the show description. Thanks for listening.